I'm Rob Prefontaine, trainer at Super Crazy Pro Wrestling over in Deford, New Jersey at 1030 Delphi Drive, and you're listening to 2300 Wrestling Podcast. Welcome, everybody, to the 2300 Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, D.B. Richards, alongside my sweet T. Oh, wait, he's not here. We are here with my guest, Jay Van. Jay Van, yep. Jay Van. And we got a special um, guest on today, but do you have anything to, um, to tell me who you are? And you're planning on having your own podcast, too. What uh, is the name you're going to name it? I do plan to have my own podcast here on the Instagram Network, and it is called the You Can't Do That in Wrestling Podcast. Oh, that great. sounds so much fun. It's going to be great. Oh, that's great. So we have a special guest, and his name is Rob <laughs> Prefontaine. Hello, Rob. How are you doing, buddy? Hey, how you guys doing? I'm doing good, man. How, how's everything with this whole virus thing running around? Everybody's safe? Everybody's calm? Doing all right? Yeah, yeah. everybody's good. Keeping the family safe, you know, minimalizing the outdoor activities. That That's a good Everybody's thing. good. And I need to get back outside doing stuff because I'm getting too fat. All that good food, good home cooking. <laughs> Nothing wrong with home cooking, just couldn't. It's portion control. That's all. Oh, dude, I can't do that. I have to eat everything. Because my parents are like, oh, we can't eat anymore. Here's more. I'm like, oh, okay. I'm back. <laughs> it's like I start walking around. I'm like, holy crap, I'm wobbling like the penguin. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. It's all right. Take a few laps around the block. Dude. Oh, yeah, I do that. People look at me. I'm like, oh, darn. But <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's, let's, let's talk about you said you've been in the business for 12 years. So um, let's go back a little well, bit. Yeah, 13. 13, 13, years. 13 years. So let's go back. Who trained you? Uh, well, I actually started off out in Phoenixville with uh, with Rock and Rebel. Rest in peace. And that was, yeah, that was uh, 06, I think. Okay. Yeah, 06. I started there, did that for a year. Then I trained uh, over at ACPW uh, under Onslaught. Okay. Or the Grand Jackson. That's his Facebook right now because he's no longer active either. But you can ask him all about me <laughs> through Facebook. <laughs> I'm sure he'll answer you. But no, he was. I trained with him from that point on. Okay. And, uh, just wrestled locally for the majority of my career. You were telling me you haven't wrestled for three years. What have you been? Yeah, yeah. So after I decided to step away from the in-ring activity, I started to get into the booking realm, um, which is very interesting. And I started to teach people also. Okay, okay. Um, booking was just recently. That was uh, 2019. Uh, I booked about eight shows. Did pretty good at it. Stuff didn't go the way that I planned on it, but it it was fun nonetheless. It's an experience. Always, but teaching, always I'm like still doing that now. Yeah, it's the fun part, like learning, like the whole behind the scenes. That's what I love about wrestling: the behind the scenes, everything, yeah. getting the getting to yeah. see the product at the end of the day. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So I got to learn a little bit about that and got my my feet wet. Um, teaching, I'm still doing that right now. I'm over at Super Crazy Wrestling over in Deford. Oh. Oh, dog. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm over there with old dog. Oh my gosh. Um, we um, just I do. We just did an interview with um, what was her name? Denise, I think. Yeah, Denise. Yeah. yeah, I known her for a while too. Back when she was Sienna Duval and a couple other names. Sienna, that's the name she was said. Uh, we couldn't yeah. hear it because we just got a new um, we just got a mixer. We just paid for everything, so everything. Yeah, know, yeah, yeah. So like. We could, I couldn't hear it, and we asked, and we, we did an episode with her, and it was amazing. And 
I had fun. Her favorite, her her, yeah. her idol is jazz, and I wrote that down so many times. Yeah. And tell me, yeah. J J Van right here asked the question, so I asked her, and I already had it written down <laughs> saying jazz, and yeah. she's like, "It's jazz. Everything's jazz. Jazz, 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 jazz." jazz. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> incredible oh uh, i can't he's a role model for a lot of female yes 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 and that's what one of my questions i would like to bring up later on is about the whole aspect of the fans and the, we'll we'll jump around that soon so okay so we'll talk about that later and all so um my one of my uh, things i like to ask is when you got into the business and how did mm-hmm. you tell parents friends that you were going to get into the wrestling business um i told i was actually in school to be an architect and um i was slowly losing interest in that so i was on the internet while i was supposed to be doing my classwork and i found uh, that there was an actual way to start off on the independence i didn't know anything about that all i knew was the major companies right yeah so find the local company which happened to be Rock and Rebel that my stepdad had put me on to. And then I just went from there, you know. It was um, it was interesting on that first couple of weeks. With all your trainers and all that, what was the best advice they ever given you? <laughs> uh, oh, wow. I've never been asked that before. <laughs> Welcome to the 2300 um, Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I would probably say the humble. humble. Be humble. We yeah, did. and humble and modesty. Modesty was always a strong suit with me, but the, the humbleness, you had to learn how to be confident, but not to the point where you weren't coachable. Yeah. It's really weird. It's something that you got to kind of uh, navigate through because yeah. everybody's different. Oh, yeah, big time. But it's, it's really the, the humbleness is the key because that'll get people interested in actually helping you and, and to push you everybody, in different aspects of the business. Yeah, everybody learns a different way. So that's that's yeah. that's, that's that's a weird thing out of way. <laughs> but yeah, like, yeah. And yeah. I, I always ask the, the voice part. And um, Corey Castle gave me a voice when we were doing the episode, Don't Be 12. And I love that advice. And I was like, that is the greatest thing I ever heard. Just don't be immature. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just be a grown-up and do your thing. So don't be 12 is one of my favorite ones so far. You know what I mean? It cracked yeah. me up. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I've known Corey for a while also. Yeah, yeah, I got to know him for the first time doing the interview. And, and I had fun talking to him. And he just did yeah. a, he just did a movie called Bruce. It's about like Bruce Wayne. You should check it out. It's on YouTube. I will do that. I didn't know he got into. I knew he was into comedy. I didn't know he got into actual movies. So uh, he's been. Um, he's on IW. Um, I um I IMDb. He has his. He has a bunch of movies he's been in already. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Let's let's get back to you. All right. Cool. So. (laughs) So you've been in the business for twelve years, and what is your favorite match you ever had? Um, we, me and uh my trainer actually, Onslaught, we did a three-way match. Uh, okay. It was us two. It was South Philly's finest and Demolition. Ooh, like the yeah, like axe, the, axe or crack? axe and smash, axe and smash. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's that's badass. Man. Yeah, you know yeah, I'll be mar- I'll be marking out right now. Match. I will be marking out yeah. right now. Demolition. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was their uh, last wrestled match. Oh, dude, that's awesome. Oh, yeah. That was the last match. You got, um, they asked us to take pictures with them after the fact and everything because they had such a good time in the match. Oh, that's great. It, that's the good part. Like, when you can, like, see people you grew up watching and all that and, and you go, yeah. hey, take a picture with us. It's our last match ever. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's like, 
Oh, I got goosebumps. I'm telling you. I take it they yeah, want the match. Yeah, I'll post it up. It might be up on my Facebook as a cover photo right now. I I, I had to look back. Um, right now I am on in Facebook jail. So. Oh wow. <laughs> But when this episode comes out, I'm not in Facebook jail. I don't know if I'm going back. I might go back in for saying virus again or something. (laughs) Because, like, somebody talked about... I'll I'll tell you a story fast. Somebody wrote something about school and online courses. I was like, don't they know computers get virus too? And I used the Iron Sheik stupid Americans at the end. And I was banned for seven days. I guarantee it's stupid. Oh wow! It's the yeah, everything is hypersensitive. It's like, oh my gosh, seven days. I'm like, I can't fight it. I can't do anything. It's a joke. That's why you have two pages. Oh yeah, I do have two pages. <laughs> <laughs> I got a gimmick page, and I got me. You know what I mean? <laughs> you yeah yeah. So um, going <laughs> going to the wrestling like you can training or or um wrestling. Well, do you have any pet peeves in the business? Like referee not wearing tucking the shirt in, uh, Dave Keener not being his brother Mike. Um, I would say, oh wow, um, I don't really have a lot of pet peeves, it's more so like little things, like just be safe in the ring, like you you know, when you're being unsafe or safe, like it's not that hard, and it's like. A lot of the times when we wrestle in these smaller companies, it's like it's really not worth it to be unsafe. Like I would like to go to work normally on Monday. Thank you. You know what I mean? Yeah. So un- being unsafe is probably the major one. Oh, I totally agree with you there. You know? Like everybody has a life. Everybody has a shoot job and all that stuff. And yeah, y- you guys have lives. And like this is one of the one of my topics that I'm speaking out on. Promoters need to pay the um, wrestlers a little bit more money. Because they're risking their lives. You're just standing around promoting, but you're, you, you yeah. get what I'm saying. You know what I mean? It, yeah. it pisses yeah, me off. That's a, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's debatable as far as they're concerned. But, yeah, it's, I'm sure nobody would mind that. But then you're kind of leaving it up to the the promoters and all of that to dictate how much you're worth to them. Because then at the end of the day, if you don't take the spot, you know, they'll just find somebody else that will take that money. Because I, I, I'm going to, yeah, I totally agree. I'm going back to Corey a minute. He, he brought that up that like the promoter wanted to pay him 20 bucks. And he's like, dude, I'm main event. You're making me, Oh, I can get um, other students to do that. That's where these kids need to go up and go. I want more money. Like twenty dollars. Right. If you break your neck, nobody's gonna pay your bills. You know what I mean? You're right. gonna be laid up somewhere, and you're stuck and not have a job. And right. and that's something that everybody needs to step up. And another thing I would love to see wrestlers do is put some dues in. If somebody dies, um, so, um, somebody gets sick, that money will go and help them out. And then everybody puts money back in to help each other out. That's something else I would like to see in the wrestling business to change. Because everybody's human beings and we all have to do our part. What do you think? Yeah, like I've seen I've seen that done before, like a benefit show you're talking about. Yeah, but um, the benefit show sometimes the benefit shows don't give money to the charity. Exactly. And, and that's and that's where you need to find somebody that's well, reliable to do all this to try to help everybody out. Oh, holy crap, that squirrel yeah. jumped. <laughs> I was looking out the window and the squirrel jumped. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, 
was sorry. That was awesome jump. It was like, shoot, squirrel. That movie's awesome. But yeah, like back to the, the question, like like there's a charity that um is going around called Val Pal, and it's okay. about a kid that's in a wheelchair and all that. And then out for nowhere, mm-hmm. the old the last person that did it took all the money, didn't give it to the charity, and ran with it. And they're doing it again, but this time the, all these promoters are doing it together in Jersey, and it's gonna be a big show to try to help. This kid out that goes to every show, you know what I mean. So that's awesome. Yeah. So I put yeah, a, yeah. Some you get really solid guys. Sometimes they come together and actually make it happen. Oh yeah. Like um, I put, we put our um, podcast. We put 150 in, get a mm-hmm. um, match, pick a match, whatever. And I can't wait to do that. Mm-hmm. I don't know who who's the match. I said I said to Frankie, if you're there, I want your match, <laughs> Frankie Picard. Mm-hmm. He's, he's the yeah, first. Yeah, yeah, I know Frankie. Yeah, he's the first person to give me an interview, and 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 he's been on like fifteen thousand times. And lost count. You know what I mean? Love him, man. Yeah, he's he's a good brother. Yeah. I mean, um, okay. You have a question? I have a couple. Okay, go ahead. Ask questions. So, Rob, I've been uh, able to see some of your work back when you were working with KCW because I follow them uh, extremely well. I know Kareem, the uh, yeah. owner of KCW. Yeah. Was there a match? I think you fought, I think it was uh, Suntan Superman, Darian Hardway. Oh, we're had. having him one uh, couple of weeks. Yeah, I can't wait for that. That was going to be a good, uh, good time, too. Is there a, a, a time with him that you can recall being, like, the best match you've had with Darian? Or is there something, you know, that you can, like, a funny story about, like, one of the times you uh, had a match with him? Me and Darian? Yeah. Um, no, no, I never, no, we we did shows together. I didn't wrestle you know, with him. Okay, so I thought I, like, oh, no, I trained with him. Oh, my gosh. I you're trained, put, you're um, putting in facts and I, facts? I, I, man, yeah, you're I, fake I, news I, over there, man. I brought you in. You don't fake news. Don't call me what I think you're calling me. <laughs> Next question. Anyway, though, no, um, no, um, no, it's it's, it's 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 good, man. It's um with Darian, we trained together when he first started out, and um once Kareem got a a different facility, we were still working out together, yeah. and then we just did did the shows together also. Um, yeah, he's not the Superman he, anymore. I, he's Shazam! He got lightning bolts going in his building. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think Kareem. I think. Yeah, no, he's a he's a good dude though. He's a good dude. He's really good dude. Solid. Really fun guy. You know, um, he's gonna be real solid. But me, like in KCW, we mainly did the tag matches with uh, Bad Karma. Yeah. And uh, South Philly's finest, and a couple other teams that would like filter in and out. Yep. We uh, worked with them. I love South uh, The singles match that I had over there was with Nathan Avery. I don't even know if he wrestled that's, anymore. That's that's who I was thinking. Nathan Avery is good. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, Nathan Avery. Hey, you know how many times wrestlers change names too? You don't know if they went with a different name or they're mm-hmm. in a different state now. Yeah, yeah, but Nathan Avery, he's actually uh he's Gacy's brother. Oh, okay. So, yeah, yeah. So um, no, that was a good match though. He was he was good. We um talked about everything in the back. He was super safe, you know. It uh it went well. It yeah. was competitive, which is rare. Yeah, a lot of the uh, people yeah. say that one of the biggest rules in professional wrestling is to protect the opponent. Um, is there a certain Absolutely. is there a certain goal that you didn't think 
you would have reached when you were doing professional wrestling that you actually did complete, you actually did uh, accomplish? Uh, teaching. Teaching people to because wrestle. Because when, yeah, like, because the thing is with wrestling, there's so many different things. Like, it's true what they say that you never stop learning, right? Yes. So even with that, you do get to a point where you get good enough to teach other people. But with when you do that, you're still learning from them and then your other experiences outside of the training facility, wherever that is. That's true. So um, it's, it, I don't know. I like training actually better than being in the ring. You know what I mean? Because you have a hand in changing the type of talent that is being produced in the area. Very true. Very true. Look at Preacher. Preacher trained all these wrestlers in H2O. And, yeah, 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 and we're having him on soon too. And yeah, good, he's good. I know Preacher a little bit, you know. Like I trained over at CZW when um I didn't have an actual facility. I was more of a nomad at that point in time. Yeah. So um I question. went over there for a few workouts. Yeah. So a question for a minute. Um, how Preacher like goes out and still wrestles for the students and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Have you mm-hmm. thought about like doing that with your students, to <laughs> going out there and wrestling them? Yeah. And putting student shows out, that'd be cool. Yeah. For, um, yeah. I will come see student shows because oh, yeah. I love watching them like build up their character. One of my favorite is Christian yeah. Ross. Christian Ross, um, from the beginning to now, I'm like, yeah. holy crap, he's going to be somebody. And yeah, and I love yeah, you can see it. Um, you can almost see it. Oh yeah, you know, like the whole. If you use your boss. imagination a little bit. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I love the full-time boss because when he's wrestling, I call him full-time jobber, and he loves it. You know what yeah. I mean? I've been friends with him for years, and I just love Okay, okay. So it's fun talking to him, making sure he's doing yeah. good. I remember in the beginning, he kept on sending me um, matches. Like, what you think? What you think? I was like, I don't like that. And like, and I just kept on watching. And I gave him points. Like, as a wrestling fan, I give good advice. Right. I don't know how I do it, but they, people listen to me. I'm like, yeah. oh, cool. Awesome. I, yeah, because it's, it's not what you say. It's how you say it. Yes. You know? Like, I know this one kid. I'm not going to name names yet because he's still learning. Um, He mm-hmm. blotched, blotched, like, he blotched the move. Sorry, I did the same thing with talking. <laughs> and, um... And, I, and he did it again. I was like, dude, don't do that again. Because people are mm-hmm. going to notice. Like, if you're wrestling in Philly, Philly's going to start killing you. And they're going to eat you alive. Yes. Every time. Every time. So just keep on moving. Bring that move back and try it again later on in the match. We won't notice. <laughs> right. But if you do it over and over again, and then we're going to go, okay, you fucked up. And, and then the whole, mm-hmm. the fans will start doing it. And it, it's horrible. You know what I mean? That makes you look bad. Look, makes opponent look bad when you hear that. And mm-hmm. I told him just forget it and just keep on going because us fans Absolutely. are the critics. And I hate being critics, but we we nitpick. But I, if I do it, I go up to the person that's like, "Hey, I saw that. Don't do it again." <laughs> so yeah. don't yeah. just keep on oh. going. I I saw it. She's like, "You saw that." Like I saw that, I see everything. I watch the ref. I watch because the referee is a is a, a director. If it, if you have a move, you know what I mean. They're gonna be the one to tell mm-hmm. you the timing. Okay, it's time to finish up the match and all that. Man, mm-hmm. I learned mm-hmm. so much. I listen to people. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. Um, but I have I have been off or asked to come back just to wrestle the students because usually when I'm working out with them, they didn't understand that I knew as much as I knew. Oh yeah. 
you know, going into it. And then when I showed them things that I never did in matches or when I just pulled something where I'm jumping high up in the air, do a flip or something like that, yeah. you know, one of my kicks, they're like, when are you coming back? I'm like, I'm probably never. But they always ask, like, hey, come back do a student show at least. Hey. You know, that way I could work with you. You know, in the whole time, so, you can yeah, be a tag team and you don't have to get in there that much. <laughs> it's also true. You know what I mean? You know, but there's a... There's a political side of, of wrestling that I'm I'm not a fan of. I, I totally understand. There's a lot, and I totally agree with you. You know what I mean? But we have to stand up and change it. You know what I mean? And that's true. That's why I like the teaching aspect. Yeah. Um. And like, I do have other people coming. Like, so Faye, uh, Faye Jackson, she comes down once a week. Okay. Uh, to work out with me. So like, I teach her a few things, and she acclimates to her character. And you know, she's just been coming to me for like the past year or so. Yeah, that's that's good. I like the whole concept. There's teachers out there. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like Dave's brother, he teaches and and he keeps on teaching, and and it's. Mm-hmm. And Dave, Dave's teaching me, and I'm like, holy crap, I'm learning things. And he tried to kick, yeah. kick me yesterday, and I catch his foot, and he oh, fell backwards. He oh, he did, he did, he deserved it big time. I was like, dude, if you're gonna kick at me, I'm gonna catch your foot. You know what I mean? I played sports. Right. <laughs> right. Right. You know what I mean? But uh, just fun and games. <laughs> So um yeah okay because you're not really having a dream match anymore um do you have any matches that you would love to do or if you could if you wanted to um you there would... if I was to ever come back I hear what you're saying if if I was to ever come back if guys like up and down from I want to say Maryland all the way up to the New England area that I would love to wrestle mm-hmm. um so you got like you got Black G's oh Black G's is amazing I never wrestle homicide Homicide, Arius Carter, uh, Wagner Brown. Uh, what about Papa Casey Don Navarro? Out of New York. What about Casey Navarro? Casey Navarro. Yeah, I could work with him. Absolutely. That kid is amazing. Absolutely. He's good. Yeah, he's good. I'm not more so much of a high flyer, so it will balance out pretty well. Big time. Big time. Like, I don't high fly at all, so I could be, you know, it'll work out well. And be we, competitive. We just did an interview <laughs> with Black Cheese, and it was awesome. And, and my favorite is going to yeah. wrestling shows, and he's on the card, and his mom is yeah. in the crowd screaming his name. Not, not his wrestling <laughs> name, his name. And it's yeah. great. And I'm like, yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, she is awesome. She's my favorite person here. I actually saw, yeah. saw one of the shows you were talking about. Uh, <laughs> they were in Chester, and I'm, my friend uh, G Fury was uh, on the card as well. But I just, I heard what you're saying with Glad G Jesus. Fury, yeah. G Fury is a good friend of uh, mine, actually. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Black G's like his mom's in the crowd and and I'm like this is great this was a wildcat pro when they came up here and I'm like this okay is okay yeah that's uh Luke Hawks right yeah it's Luke Hawks yeah okay yeah so okay we're moving down on the list okay we're moving down yeah geek out moment that you ever had like um meeting a wrestler and you're like oh my gosh because I'll tell you this. I met on Ricky Steamboat, and I just yeah. geeked out, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh. <laughs> and I'm like, you're Ricky Steamboat? And he goes, no, duh. And I'm just kidding. He didn't say that, but, yeah. <laughs> but have you had uh, a, Yeah, that's me. That's you, <laughs> you had a geek out moment? <laughs> um, Not so much a geek out. It was more of a 
holy shit, I'm here type of thing, right? Okay. So, so Homicide, he actually, he knows a guy from that local academy that was up in North Philly for a little while. Okay. Um, he knows a guy up there, then he came down to work out. I got to work out with Homicide and wrestled around for a good little bit. And um, that was an experience. I was like, I never in my life would have thought, and I didn't think he was that good of a guy also because of his persona in the ring. I'm like, man, I'm about to die, man. I'm like, all right, do it anyway but it's not that he just he gets in there he's a professional yeah yeah, yeah. you know and he'll teach you and he's he gonna make you earn everything but he's a good dude oh yeah so between him and then first time i met billy gun and road dog <laughs> it was up in like scranton or something like that right yeah. so on tv you see that the guys are huge and all of that but your perception is different being that it's on tv <laughs> so when i saw billy gun in person i'm like yo you're like six Five. <laughs> wow. And you jumped way up in the air and hit my man with a famous through a table at six five. Okay. <laughs> and Road Dog, he's not he's not that much of a size difference either. He's like six I mean he's like six two something like that. Yeah. I just didn't expect that that size from them. I'm like, oh wow. Oh my gosh. But, I mean that's that's pretty much it. I mean I met Rikishi, I knew he was huge. It's you know, self explanatory. Yeah. You know. <laughs> you know, to watch some own body, so the same day yeah, I, but he was cool too. The same day I met Ricky Steamboat, mm-hmm. I started talking to Shane Douglas. And Okay, yeah. And we were talking about Ricky's um arm drags and he's like, Yeah, I can't ever do that. But the thing that yeah. I said to Shane Douglas when he got up, I was like, oh, my gosh, you're short. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah. because when ECW's around, I was a little kid, you know what I mean? Like, like yeah. I was in high school, but I didn't get my growth spurt till I got into high school. But at the time, he was larger than life. And, um, right. and, and I'm like, holy crap, you're small. He goes, yeah, I get that all the time. <laughs> Yeah. So, like, yeah, some of these guys are not big. <laughs> They're yeah. not big. Oh, yeah, big time. But then the the ones that are, like, in the limelight, I guess you could say, yeah. they're huge. Oh, yeah. You know, that shit is legit. <laughs> it's a crazy it's a crazy world, you know what I mean? Okay, mm-hmm. I'm, 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 I'm a pet peeve about fans and sending messages to wrestlers and wrestling women right. with sexual content right. and all that. Like. There's right. a, a manager, a wrestler, she um, had somebody, she asked a question on um, Facebook the other day, and it's like, um, ask me anything. And somebody right. went, anal. And I'm like, and the first thing I said was, very classy, dude. You know what I mean? It's like, right. like grow up, blah, blah, blah. And dude, this they get all these messages all the time. And like, first thing she wrote back, she wrote to me, she's like, thank you for sticking up for me. And I was like, got to, because if I said that to mm-hmm. a woman, my dad would hit me over the head and throw me against the wall for treating a woman like right. yeah. yeah. And, like, people just say the stupidest things. And it's like, and what's your think about the fans saying stupid crap? Like, sexual contact to men it's and disgusting. women. I know, it's disgusting, but I'm getting his view. <laughs> Right, right. It's yeah. um, I think it comes with the territory. So a lot of women, believe it or not, are prepared to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they get caught off guard if they're just having a normal day and they're like, oh, actually, anything. I'm bored. I'm on a plane, or yeah. you know, I'm on the train to go to wherever, wherever. So in that case, it's like, all right, like that's enough. But sometimes, man, these guys they they say stuff like that, or they say stuff to a male and they get outed. Oh, so yeah. it kind of it it balances out because that getting outed after doing something like that, especially 
especially if you have a significant other, it um it ruins their life for a little bit of time. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They get them back ten times over. Sometimes they they get caught off guard, man, and it's just terrible. Oh yeah, big time. Like, you gotta you gotta have some respect for them because they're a professional just like in any other business. Oh yeah, like yeah. an actress or an actor. Oh yeah, like um recently I think it was like the the whole when the virus started and um Paige mm-hmm. had Paige WWE wrestler Paige if anybody doesn't know who she is. Um, if they're listening, uh, she had to come. Somebody commented to her, told her to kill herself. And she wrote back the greatest, the greatest thing ever. She's like, I would never wish that on anybody, even you. And I was like, damn. She like yeah. said that back, and I'm like, that's classy. And yeah. I don't want to see anybody because die. it makes them think. Oh yeah, big time. And that was the best thing. Like that one wrestler, um, she um was bullied and she committed suicide, mm-hmm. and that hurts the business so much mm-hmm. because all these people that are out there, they never did what you guys do in the ring every day, taking bumps, risking your lives, and they say yeah. stupid things all the time. But they're the ones sitting on the couch, not doing anything about it. They're just talking crap and that pisses me off and i'm i will speak out on this with my speak out movement and stop being assholes and um do something about it and learn something yeah and it hurts it hurts the business because you you got people like you don't know if they're having a bad day and they're they're depressed because a lot of people are depressed in this world and people are saying saying rude things or go kill yourself or do something like that and it's not right at all absolutely absolutely so what i've noticed in wrestling is all of us as a whole like first of all we're not normal thinking people to be doing what we're doing right now it's you know a normal person does not go in there and want to get thrown around oh no right no 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 so takes time to train with that yeah so with that being said there's a um I don't know. It's a special type of person, and you have no idea what or why that person is going into the ring and doing what they're doing. There's a release in there. It's like any other art form. You don't like. You wouldn't go up to a person that's painting and just tear apart their canvas because you don't know what they're releasing onto that canvas. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So the same applies to the ring. You have no idea what emotion or whatever we're dealing with in life is going into the ring, and you just want to go over there and basically shit all over it. We have no idea where that's coming from. So then what that does is it messes with people's psyche. And I have a few friends that get depressed. I have a few friends that have anxiety, so on and so forth. You know, and, you know, I try to keep up with them as best I can. You know, people have sick family members too, so they take that frustration from that avenue and they'll release it into the ring. And it'd be one of the greatest matches that they ever had. You know what I mean? I lost a mother. I lost a sister. I might brother's always sick he has kidney problems yeah. he's born he was yeah. born handicapped he almost died in 2008 yeah. from a heart failure yeah. but he kicked yeah. back in and and like yeah dude i've been through so much and i like to speak out and try to talk to people and tell them my story and tell them that you're not alone you know what i mean we're here right talk to us don't right. think of a different outlet because when you're gone people are going to be upset you're gone and right. then we're mourning because you're at, you're not here anymore. 
and it, it it hurts everybody out there, and it sucks. I wanna I right. wanna get out of this whole sadness because it's sad. You know what I mean? Um, I'm a big right. fan of pranks. Let's let's have some fun and laugh a little bit. Um, I'm mm-hmm. a big fan of pranks. Um, I'm okay. Ribs, pranks, whatever you want to call them. And I, you want me to tell the story? Okay, Dave's not here, so Dave doesn't doesn't have a say, or he he's not gonna chop me when he doesn't doesn't hear it. <laughs> So, Dave, yeah. it, this is a road story because I made it a rib after and over and over again. It's the road story one. And I'll, I'll, I'll say that one, too, if you want me to say that one. The Rick Jackson one. <laughs> so, I I wanted to try out an interview concept on my old podcast called the It's Corey Podcast. And um, mm-hmm. Dave was my first um, subject. And I was like, oh, tell us a road story. So, Dave's like, oh, i got a great story. I'm like, oh, cool. He's going to tell me a story. This is great. And he goes, oh, it's me, Mike, and Gangrel driving down the road. And I'm like, okay, this is going to be great. Okay, what's going to happen? Maybe somebody's throwing fruit out the window or something. I don't know. Let's see what he's going to say. Gangrel fell asleep. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, anything else? Nope, he fell asleep. I'm like, okay, thank you for the story. So I have yeah. fun telling Dave, um, this story over and over again because <laughs> Dave's next to me. Because Or if we're out somewhere and it's like, oh, you want to hear a road story? I got a great one. And Dave's like, oh, no, not this again. And I tell it. And it's just funny. You right. know what I mean? And, right. It is. Yeah. It's like you built up all of that for what? <laughs> yeah. And, like, I'm all hyped up and, like, out for nowhere. I'm like, oh, that was immature. <laughs> okay. Right. <laughs> 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 but um, Quinn wants to tell a story. I want me to tell a story because I did it to a friend named Rick Jackson. Rick Jackson likes to go outside, take a smoke when he's at bars and all that. I don't drink anymore, so I go to play trivia because I like trivia. Mm-hmm. So me and Dave were sitting at the table, and I was like, to the bartender's talking to us, I was like, hey, got a question. Rick's outside smoking. Do you have anything back there that looks like beer? The, um, the bartender's like, yeah, apple juice. I'm like, okay. Pour me an apple juice and put it right there. And he's like, oh, that's a great idea. So he puts it there. And, like, we're all, I got my phone ready to record. If I ever meet you, I'll show you that video. It's kind of funny. And um, Rick sits down, looks at his phone. He plays with his phone for a minute, picks up the drink, and sips it. He goes, something's wrong with my beer. We're like, nothing's wrong with your beer, dude. They just put it down. What are you talking about? No, he's like, something's wrong. Did you guys do anything? No, we didn't do anything. And then he get um and then like he takes an all sip and he's like ah something's wrong with it man and Dave picks it up and he's like drinks it and he's like ah dude it's beer man what are you talking about puts it down and he's like huh and then like the bartender the woman bartender that's in the joke noticed what we were doing she started laughing and Rick goes what did you do and then I had to like go uh, it's apple juice oh it doesn't taste like apple juice I was like what does it taste like I don't know I asked the bartender give me a shot of apple juice and he gave me a shot and I'm like dude. Dude, it's apple juice. You ever had apple juice before? Just no. And I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> but um, I added more to the story because it did happen. But um, because I always do it fast and all that, you know what I mean? And um, right, right. So the trivia, he loves using the name Slayer is God as his team name. So I got the guy running the show to change the name to Apple Jacks because his name is Rick Jackson. Wow. So, so team Apple Jacks won. <laughs> So that's wow, wow. You like it, don't you? <laughs> I like that. You like that story? Oh, good. Because it's one of my favorite stories yeah. to tell. And it's always in every single episode because it's funny. <laughs> okay.
Yeah. It never gets yeah. on. It's a great story. Yep. So do you have any pranks <laughs> or ribs? Nothing bad like crap in somebody's bag because that's rude. That's stupid. Grow up. Don't be 12 like Corey Castle says. Do you have any stories yeah. like that? No, 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 no. I stayed away from those. Oh, you I don't like away? getting ribs. Yeah, <laughs> dude. No, man. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'll man. tell you like, this. I mean, my trainer, he did it. Uh-huh. Um, He did it with, like, his alcohol. Like, he makes his own moonshine. Okay. You know, so he would tell somebody, oh, it's just water. It's in the flat, first of all. Oh, yeah, it's just water. Blah, 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 right? And they're like, oh, man, that's not no water in the flat. Like, okay, cool. It's just a little bit of alcohol, but it ain't bad. <laughs> and then he lured them in there, and I swear, like, the moonshine was so strong, they sprouted three or four chest hairs right there for one sip, right? <laughs> and then they're like, oh my God. And then they're like dry heaving in the corner. And then he he would pour this, I swear to God, he would pour it on the ground and then light it on fire and it would light blue. Like oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah, he would do stuff like that, but I stayed. I didn't. I didn't partake in any of the ribs. I would do things in matches with um. So like, you guys follow the KCW stuff. So yeah. when I did a street fight, um, me and my partner, we wrestled Bad Karma and uh, somebody else. I can't remember, but there's like little things that I'll do. So for instance, Kareem, he likes to you know hit me to wake me up, so to speak. Yeah. Um. So I waited for the perfect opportunity to kick him over a bench that was just sitting. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't the safest thing to do, but, you know, like, he caught me a few times. I'm like, okay. And then we go around the outside of the ring. He's standing right next. It was like the perfect Jack Chan moment. Okay. He was standing right next to a knee-height bench that we had uh, caddy corner to the ring and kicked him right over it. I have a picture of that, too, somewhere. I'll post <laughs> You know, that way when you get out of Facebook jail, you can see it. But I sure know. <laughs> straight, over, straight over the bench. Now, you know he's bottom heavy, so... I don't know if you've ever seen Kareem, but I know, um, yeah, I know he's told me, but I kicked him square over the over the bench. He came to the back and was like, I know you did that on purpose. <laughs> you know, like, yes, I sure did. Oh, yeah, for hitting me like that. Oh, my you know? gosh. Yeah. Like, I do little things like that. That's, that's, you know, I like to chop that's, people. Yeah, that's fun stuff. You know what I mean? Like, you have some yeah, fun. Like you that's, know what I mean? that's where I have it. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's not, it was never anything like that with me. I would never go and, like, hurt somebody's life. You know what I mean? Hurt no. crap in somebody's back no. because that's their business. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then and then to the point of earlier of you not knowing where somebody's mindset is, I was usually the guy like everything good. Yeah. Saying, all right, all right, what you guys doing tonight? All right, cool. I'm gonna go over here and, and you know, deal with this guy that I gotta mess with. Something like that. I was always the nice guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, you don't wanna do that? He, he, he wanted he wanted to do the clap thing. I'm like, uh, you got the mixer. Oh, there we go. <laughs> We, we just got this mixer, and you are the fourth interview we did with this thing. And we're still learning oh, okay. it, you know what I mean? So it's like we put up so much stuff to try to, like, build up our um, money your, for it. Your toys. Our toys, you know what I mean? We got mics and everything. And well, my got, personal opinion is that the pause okay. really actually is well time. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and he gets to laugh, huh? <laughs> Finally. We need to do something because this next question is back in time. If you could change anything in your career, would you change it going back in time and try to change it or keep everything the same? I think 
only thing I would change is probably going to different training facilities earlier in my career yeah. as opposed to waiting. I mean, I was I was comfortable where I was at. It was consistent. Um, did shows three times a month, yeah. and there were ECW. So, like, I had all my needs met, and then they were bringing in guys from CZW and everywhere else that was local. Yeah. So I got a lot of experience. I mean, even up in New York, it was guys <clears throat> that came down, yeah. you know, and I worked with them. So I didn't really have to do all of that. But I didn't get a lot of road experience. So it's, you know, a double-edged sword. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So as a trainer and all, and if there's kids out there that want to learn, what is the best thing, where to go, what do you want to tell them? Uh, <laughs> um, any kids that's trying to do it, I would make sure you really want to do it because there's no way around it. It hurts. Oh, yeah. You know, so if you want it, it doesn't hurt that bad. But if it ain't for you, you're going to know the first day. And Hulk Hogan's first day was the trainer broke his leg. <laughs> yeah, welcome and to the business. I know like, that story well. Yeah, if you want to come back, come back. But <laughs> yep. So yep, I, and that's a, the whole part of protecting the business. <laughs> oh yeah, it's a great story, and I love hearing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But don't don't yeah. break my leg, please. Don't be twelve. Yeah. No, no. There's other ways we could do it. We don't do that much now. Oh yeah. <laughs> Not breaking anything, but we'll break you. You know? Yes, yes, yes. We'll break you to see how bad you really want it, but we're not breaking any bones. Okay. Um, this is one of my favorite questions. Um, it's called Table of Five. Okay. You're the fifth person. Mm-hmm. If you could put four other people at your table, dead, live, role models, whoever you want to put there, your parents, whatever you want to do, at that table, who would they be? Or in the business or both? It could be any. It could be anything you want. You know what I mean? It's your table. You put whoever you want to be. Oh, wow. It's a deep question. I know, dude. I am a deep person, oh. you know? <laughs> um, I would probably my uncle that passed away. Sorry to hear that. Uh, yeah, it was it was a while ago. It's all good. It's all good. It's just um. Oh, I still I still had to say sorry, man. Yeah. We we get, at twenty three hundred. Uh, we care. Yeah, I appreciate it. You're welcome. Uh, yeah, my uncle. Uh, probably my grandfather. Uh, who's gone also. Sorry um, to hear that. Let me see. Probably my trainer. He's one of my closest friends. More like a big brother at this point. Uh, let me think. One more. One more. Oh wow. <laughs> It's a tough question. I know. Go with, let's go with it. Yeah, it's a tough question because it kind of narrows everything down. Yeah. Um, let's go with a wrestler. Let's go with Dean Malenko. He's one of my favorite wrestlers. Dean Malenko. Let's do that. Yeah. Let's I go met with him. Dean. Let's go with Dean, my, my trainer, uncle, and grandfather. Let's do it. There we go. There we go. And let's make that the final answer. And <laughs> <laughs> yep, final answer. <laughs> No, I met Dean Malenko at um, Icons of Wrestling in Philly, and that was that okay. was that was fun. And and the first thing, he, like they had the Horsemen and everybody around, and I was like, I went mm-hmm. up to him, I was like, "Where's your line at?" Because dude, he was an idol. You know what I mean? He's one of my favorites growing up. I was like, yeah. "Where's your yeah. Where's your line?" He's like, "I was like, do you want me to lay down and make it bigger for you?" <laughs> and he <Yeah>. started laughing. <laughs> So that was kind of fun because if I can make people laugh, I'm happy. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Yeah. That's the fun part of it all, right? Um, do you have any questions because you're quiet over there? Um, I will. No, you asked a lot of the good ones. Oh, sorry um, because I'm there, that good. Is there a moment you um, wish 
uh, from in the ring that you can possibly redo or relive. That's the back in time right there, that dude. Back in time. You did that That's back in time. Um, oh, there um, we go. I'm hearing all the stuff being said. I'm just trying to remember what was said <laughs> and what was not said here. Oh, uh, no. Um, is there one move that you think is overused in the re- in uh, wrestling? So I'm, I was pretty good with a frog splash. Yeah, I've seen a lot of them. You um, had major airtime on. Yeah. So we did a match with Gorilla Squad from down in North Carolina. And the um, guy's name is Ali. Ali, he, he was spread out. And I didn't expect him to be where he was at after he took a German suplex from my partner. So I had to almost do an RVD adjustment and turn in the middle of the air to hit mm-hmm. him. Like, if I could do that again, either that one or the one where I wrestled Nathan Avery and I got up there. Like, both of those two is probably my favorite that I hit. Yeah, if I man. could relive that, that would be pretty cool. That's where you can do student shows, man. Teach these kids how to wrestle. Yeah. yeah. Make them don't, safe. Don't you start talking me into that stuff. <laughs> oh, I'm talking you in <laughs> right now. I was like, you need to, yeah. man. Get some Go student back. shows out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm serious. You would ever do them, I would definitely go see them as well. I guess, man. man. Yeah, You'll have I people would... to watch, man. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. It's coming from all angles. I mean, even face, he's like, man, you need to come back, man. Those goddess, like, nah, I don't want it though. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's good yeah. to teach the kids. You don't have to be doing yeah. show shows. Just do simple things in a ring. Teach them the business, yeah. stuff like that, and or just go out there and I be a referee. You know what I mean, tell the story. That's yeah. what I love about wrestling. Tell me a story in that ring. Yeah. Two people are dancing. Yeah, people underestimate. Um, yeah, yeah. People underestimate the value of a good ref too. So, oh yeah. We have one guy training to be a ref over at Old Dog. Yeah, I'm telling him to go find Mike Keener and learn from him or Nick Papa Giorgio. Yeah. Some good referees right there. Papa Giorgio, yeah. 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 Papa George, yeah. yeah. We just did an interview with him, and I had to write out a description style for that episode. Yeah, <laughs> It was a good episode. Yeah, I haven't seen him in years. He, he looks good. He's uh, I met him for the first time, so he looks good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, Fair enough. Fair enough. Do you have any like road stories, any kind of stories to finish up the show? <laughs> yeah, uh, we did a show. Um, I'm not going to mention anything, but and I'm sure if people are in the business listening to it, they're going to know exactly what I'm talking about. But hey, that's all right. Whatever. I don't. You don't have to so, name people. You can. You can say Blue Man One and Blue Man Two. And yeah. <laughs> Yeah. The Blue Man Group. So we, uh, so we did a show, and at this point, we were built up pretty well within the company, I feel. And um, we we had discussed pricing and everything, and it comes time to get the envelope, and it's uh, 20% of what we talked about. So, and that's and we didn't I mean. even think to check the envelope before we left. We just, you know, because we, you know, I guess we were naive, whatever. Yeah. But we got to the car, started driving. Like, These people are saying it's kind of light. Yeah. <laughs> it was 20% of the agreed price. It's like, oh my God. Never, and we never went back. I wouldn't do it either. After that. I, you got, never you, went back. Like, I, you need to teach these kids don't ask for less, yeah. ask for more. Because ask for more, uh, ask meet for them halfway or something. Do something, make a deal. Um, don't take less because take less, you could get injured and you're done your career yeah. because yeah, and that's yeah. for anything. And I mean, my my friend, he was sitting there. I'll never forget it. He held the he held the envelope in one hand and the dollars in the other hand for about thirty minutes straight and didn't move <laughs> like a, like a monk. 
and meditation. Like he was just sitting there contemplating. Like I can't believe this just happened, and this is what's in my hand, type of thing. It was funny, but it wasn't funny. Yeah, I got what you're saying. Yeah. You know, but that's just the type of stuff that happens in wrestling. It's, it's almost unavoidable, but it's just how you deal with it. Um, I so, for before we get off and all like Chad um, Mintz in um Jersey, he taught me the, mm-hmm. because I want to do icons and bring people in. He taught me to give the money to them straight up first. And that's what I'm yeah. doing. I'm going to give everybody their money first, and, and they're going to do the job. You know what I mean? Signing autographs yeah. and having fun, because that's what I want to do. Yeah. It's have fun and make money. <laughs> if you make yeah. a deal with me, yeah, I'm going to make a deal with you. You know? I told yeah. And uh, if you talk to the right workers, they'll tell you, like, it's preferably you want the money up front. Yeah. Um, it gets a little weird the longer it gets to the show where they don't have the money. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. We're just but starting. If we're they just get starting. It, out. At the end of the day, it's cool. Yeah, we're just starting out. We're we're we want to do this and make a business out of it, and and mm-hmm. trying to make names and talk to everybody. Yeah, no, you're, you're starting off fine. I'm pretty sure um, you guys watch Vlad TV at all. What's that? Vlad TV. You ever watched it? No, I didn't. If you all can, right, can you send it. me it? Yeah, sure. He's a he's a YouTube interview type dude, and I'm sure he started off the same way you guys started, and he's interviewing celebrities and everything like that on a regular. Yeah, you know, and he's made it he's made it profitable for himself. Oh, Plus, yeah. he has his other side of stuff going on, but this is part of it. You oh, know? Yeah. So, as long as you do the right thing by people, you'll be good. Oh yeah, I always try to respect everybody you walk up to and introduce yourself, whatever yep. you want to do, and. Have fun and make them laugh. That's how I. Yep. That's how I do it. With, with the whole uh, going over everything prior to the interview, you know, that's good habit to have. Oh, that yeah. way, nobody's caught off guard. Black Cheese told me to do that. Make everybody um yeah. off guard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he said, that's makes it better. The entertaining. Yep. And <laughs> I I, I want to say thank you. I'm DB Richards. DBDJ Vans. And we had Rob um, Prefontaine on. And um, I'm DB, and Dave's not here. And um, we'll see you in the ring. Have a good one.